Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 103, Leaky Gut After Having a Baby. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, friends. It is summertime here at my house, which means that I'm recording this while my kids are playing (laughs) and home. And I'm just telling you that because you might hear some sounds in the background And oh my goodness, it is so hard to work from home when you have kids. If you also do that, I feel for you as we're starting this summer. I'm just like, okay, how are we going to balance all these things? Um, But we figure it out in the end, right? So I am so happy to come and spend a little bit of time talking with you today. Today is going to be a little bit of a different podcast episode. Normally on this podcast, I talk about things that I would consider myself to be an expert in, and I am not so much an expert in what I'm going to talk about today. I'm just going to start by telling you that, but I do have a lot of personal experience with this. And anyway, I'll explain why I really wanted to share this information on my podcast um, in a little bit. But before we get into that too much, I want to start by reading you a podcast review. It's been so fun to do these giveaways and to send my workshops and baby massage courses out to all of you who have left me reviews. Um, and sometimes by the way, you know, emails end up in my junk folder or just seem to get lost in space. So if you ever email me and I don't respond, just send another email or (laughs) send me a message on Instagram. Um, because I will never just ignore your messages. Sometimes I just truly do not see them. But um, I love sending you free stuff. And Angela Santo, I want to send you something free as well. You left me this review. You titled it. um, uh, Actually, I don't know what you titled this. I didn't pull that over. (laughs) But this is what your review said. You said, Brie is wonderful. We had two telehealth consults and she also created a personalized pumping plan for me. Both were tremendously helpful. I was really struggling to figure out if I was pumping enough and the stress was reducing my supply further. After talking with Brie and utilizing the tips from the pumping plan, I was able to get to the point of having an ounce left over each day. At the end of the week, I get to add the extra ounce to my freezer stash. I would highly recommend Brie to anyone in need of a lactation consult. Thank you, Angela. If you send me an email, Brie at Breezy Babies, I'll send you in in my workshops or baby massage online course, totally free. Um, and listen, if you are listening to this and you 
are especially a working mom, you're returning to work. I would love to also make a pumping plan for you. Just like I made for Angela actually it was with just with friends this last week. And two of them said, um, Oh, you, you were able to breastfeed till one year. Um, I wish I could have done that after I returned to work. It was so hard to pump. I just couldn't keep up with my supply and we ended up weaning by six months. And it always just hurts my heart a little bit to hear when people do not meet their lactation goals. Of course, if your goal is to breastfeed till six months, then that's great. That's awesome. You met your goal. But it always hurts my heart to hear people who are like, oh, I really wanted to breastfeed till until one year, but I just didn't make it. I didn't meet my goal because a lot of times, um, you know, most of the time you can meet your lactation goals as long as you have good support in your life. So that's why I made personalized pumping plans and I would love to make one for you. Just go to breezybabies.com. Once you purchase the pumping plan, a Google doc is automatically sent to you. I get all the good information about your work schedule and all the details of your life. So I can really personalize it to you and your baby. And then I send back the pumping plan within I always say two to five days. I usually get it done even faster than those two to five business days. Um, but when I send it back, it has over 20 pages of all the information you need for pumping at work success. So there you have it. Um, and continue to leave me reviews. I love it. If you ever want to help a small business, the best way you can do that is by leaving them a review. Okay, let's get to the meat of our podcast episode today. I call this leaky gut after having a baby. I was going to call it SIBO after having a baby, but I found that most people don't know what that is. <laughs> In fact, I didn't even know what that was until I started with symptoms when we went to Disneyland at the end of March, just this year. So let's see, what was that? March, April, May, just not even three months ago. Had no idea what this was. So again, I am warning you, I am not an expert on this topic, um, but after talking with my GI, she's actually a nurse practitioner, but she was so excellent at helping me. Um, and she just let me know, Hey, this is a common problem for a lot of people after they have a baby. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to talk about this on my podcast, my podcast episode, because probably people don't even know about this. Okay. So, um, of course this is not medical advice, just like with anything on this podcast. Um, but take a listen and just see if some of this rings true with you, or maybe someone, you know, um, are having similar things like this. So for you personally, I want you to just think if you have ever been told that you have something like IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, is that what it stands for? Irritable bowel something <laughs> or leaky gut. Have you ever been told that, that you have IBS or leaky gut and you still are having some GI issues on and off over the years? If that sounds like you, then you are really going to want to listen to this entire podcast episode today. If that sounds like someone that, you know, um, you can share this podcast episode with them. So, um, you know, again, usually my podcast episodes are really rooted in evidence-based studies. This one's going to be a little bit more different where I kind of share about my experience. Um, but before you click the stop button and turn off this podcast, just hear me out. 
because most more than anything, SIBO is a very new diagnosis and there's still so much we're learning about it. So there's really not a lot of research to pull from anyway. If you ever thought there wasn't a lot of research about lactation, breastfeeding type things, um, there's really almost nothing about SIBO because it's something so new. Um, now if you don't know what SIBO is, it sounds, it stands for small intestine bacterial overgrowth. And honestly, a lot of medical doctors don't even know anything about SIBO. I I'm a nurse myself and I had never even heard about SIBO when I went in to see my GI doctor. Um, well, she's a GI nurse practitioner and she said, Oh, I think you had have SIBO when I explained my symptoms to her. And I was like, what, <laughs> what is that? I had been to my primary care doctor before going to a gastroenterologist and they, they had no idea. So most medical doctors do not even know that this exists. Of course, remember, I am not a medical doctor, but I have experienced this firsthand and I have learned about so much about SIBO just in the last couple of months. So I wanted to share this with you, not because I'm an expert, not because I'm giving medical advice, but I have come to realize is that if it's something that I am going through, then it's something that somebody else out there is going through as well. And so I wanted to share some information about that. So if you have never dealt directly with SIBO that you know of, then, you know, you are going to be a little surprised to learn about this. Um, and you know, it's so funny when I went to see my primary care doctor, I had been in Disneyland, um, and was just experienced this horrible bloating and abdominal pain. Um, I was up all night, most of the nights, um, just having so much pain and nausea and abdominal bloating. I had no idea what was going on. I ended up calling into the nurse's line that my insurance covers and just being like, what, like, do you know what's happening? I'm having these weird symptoms. I'm out of town. And she said, Oh, I really think it's your gallbladder. And my gut instinct was like, it's not my gallbladder. And then the pain just continued. It was so bad that I was like, okay, maybe this is my gallbladder. I ended up going to my primary care doctor, explaining my symptoms. Um, they looked me over, did a bunch of lab tests, um, even tested me for um, H. pylori by breathing, breathing into a bag looked at everything. Um, and they were like, Oh, it sounds like it's your gallbladder. I did not want to get my gallbladder out. I still didn't believe it was my gallbladder at this point. I ended up going and having an ultrasound done and they didn't really find anything. They saw like maybe some shadowing in my gallbladder, but that was all that they had to go off. So my primary care doctor just said, Oh, just go and have your gallbladder removed. <laughs> and I, again, that just didn't sit well with me. I was just like, this doesn't feel like my gallbladder. And there hasn't been any huge signs from everything we looked at that removing my gallbladder will even help. And once you have your gallbladder out, it's gone. 
right? Some of you that I talked to as I was going through this journey, you were like, oh, I had my gallbladder out. It helped so much. It was great for me. And about half of the other people said, oh my gosh, I had my gallbladder removed. I wish I would have never done it. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I just need to make sure that I get this straight before I go and have this procedure done. Cause once you have it out, it's out. Um, come to find out as I dug deeper, I met with a gastroenterologist jumping straight to having my gallbladder out would have been one of the worst things I could have done. And in fact, it would have made my symptoms even worse. So again, to kind of refresh you, SIBO stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So pretty much that just means that there's too much bad bacteria in your small intestine that doesn't belong there. All of us have good bacteria in our body. We should have bacteria. It's very important for our microbiome. Um, but what we don't want is an overgrowth of bad bacteria. Sometimes when there's not enough good, bad, uh, good bacteria, the bad can overtake. So that's just a very simplified explanation. But again, this podcast isn't going to be a deep dive into the exact process of SIBO. If you do want to find out more about that, I have found many podcasts that talk about SIBO only. <laughs> That's just how specialized there are. Um, but what I want to do is just tell you about some common causes of SIBO. And I just want you to listen and tell me if you've experienced any of these recently. Um, because like I said, you may be experiencing some of these GI issues and you have no explanation and you can't find help. And, um, I want this podcast episode to just possibly shine some light and help out some people who might be looking for some answers because these are some common causes. These aren't all the commons. Uh, these aren't all the causes by the way, but these are some common ones. And you tell me if you've, um, had any of these recently, um, C-sections, pregnancy, the delivery process, stress, constipation, abdominal surgery, exploratory surgery, maybe even mastitis, maybe even thrush. Um, have you used antibiotics recently? Um, if you are thinking at this point, like any of those things maybe apply to you, you're probably right because you probably are only listening to my podcast. If you have been pregnant recently, you've had a baby recently, <laughs> you've breastfed recently. Um, maybe you even took acid reducing medications that are often given during pregnancy that also can go hand in hand with SIBO. So as my gastroenterologist was explaining that these things can be such common things that can lead to SIBO, I was like, oh my gosh, this is my audience. These are the people who listen to my podcast. And I'm sure there's someone out there who's experiencing GI problems that can't figure out why. And maybe they got worse after you have a after you had a baby, um, just like they did for me. Okay, so I'm gonna jump into my top three tips now. So tip number one, when it comes to leaky gut after having a baby, um, I want you to watch for unexpected symptoms. And this is going to be a little bit tricky because your body feels a little unfamiliar right after having a baby anyway. Am I right? So what symptoms would you likely have if you were watching for this? So for me personally, it was severe bloating, abdominal pain, nausea, and those three things were so much worse at night. In fact, I didn't sleep well for months. 
Um, again, when we were on vacation, those symptoms really flared up, maybe because I was eating a different diet, maybe because I was a little bit more stressed traveling with kids. Um, I'm not really sure, <laughs> but anyway, if you are having unexplained bloating, abdominal pain, unexplained nausea, and it doesn't follow after you eat certain foods, it comes and goes, or maybe you are dealing with diarrhea or constipation, then you might want to consider SIBO. Okay. Keep listening. Let's move on to tip number two. Tip number two is take care of your microbiome. And this is really important, whether you have SIBO or not, you should really care about your microbiome. Um, this is kind of just like the balance in your body, right? How I was talking about how you should have good bacteria in your body. You want to take care of that good bacteria. Otherwise things are going to get completely out of whack and really thrown off balance. So what throws off the microbiome in your body? Um, antibiotics is a huge one because antibiotics not only kill off um, bad bacteria, but they can also kill off good bacteria, which is not ideal. <laughs> so, um, antibiotics can totally mess up your microbiome, your diet and food. If you have allergies or sensitivities and also stress can be a huge one for throwing off your microbiome. So one thing that I've learned about SIBO specifically is that if you are having bloating, I'm talking like six months pregnant bloating, extreme bloating, then you will want to meet with a gastroenterologist and consider testing for SIBO. Okay. Tip number three, and this is going to apply for everybody, but especially for SIBO and leaky gut. Tip number three is breastfeed if you're able. So you might be thinking, okay, I'm dealing with this. What can I do for my baby? What can help to protect them? And the answer is breastfeeding. In fact, we know from studies that formula destroys the gut lining and can lead to leaky gut. It just does. There's no way around that. In fact, generations of formula feeding have high negative um, implications on the gut, especially human milk reseeds a good bacterial species. Plus the way that you deliver your baby matters. Vaginal delivery. Um, okay. So let's just think about this vaginal delivery. Baby passes through the birth canal and is exposed to all those good microbes. That exposure continues through your breast milk. Babies born through C-section do not get that exposure and babies fed formula do not get that exposure. So formula companies, they try so hard to copy these, it's called HMOs in breast milk. And I'm not going to go really deep into what those are in this podcast episode, but you can go and Google HMOs in breast milk. And it's really quite amazing. It will blow your mind. <laughs> um, so the formula companies, they really try and mimic and copy these HMOs and put it into formula but they just can't because breast milk is actually alive and it cannot be replicated, at least not with our current formula options. Um, and probably not for future options either, unless there's some way that they can make, you know, formula or a breast milk substitute that is actually alive and has those alive properties inside of it. So can you believe, listen to this, can you believe that the way that your mother and your grandmother were fed as the baby can affect you. Yes, it is passed down through generations. Isn't that so crazy? So if you are dealing with any gut issues, you may want to consider prebiotics, which is 
um, the things that come and feed the good bacteria. And you also might want to consider taking some probiotics. Now you'll want to talk with a medical doctor or someone who specializes um, to know what probiotics you should take to help keep that good bacteria up in your body. And I also have learned over the last couple months that fermented foods can be super helpful. And some people will even take digestive enzymes. Now I'm still on my own journey going through all this and trying to figure out exactly how to heal my gut and exactly what my body needs. Um, but I also have been incorporating some essential oils and some NAET treatment. Those are definitely more on the scope of Eastern medicine. So you probably already know that I really like to balance Eastern and Western medicine. I, in fact, even have a podcast episode not too far back where I talk about, you know, balancing the two. So through this process, I have taken, um, prescription medication, some antibiotics, some antifungals. And I also have, in addition to those Western medicine, um, medications, I also have been doing some Eastern medicine like acupuncture and I've, um, done essential oils and I also have been doing NAET treatments. So, um, you know, again, I'm not going to get into the specifics of those on this podcast episode, but I just want to tell you that there are many options out there. If you feel like Western medicine is not answering all of your needs, then you can look into Eastern medicine as well. So I hope that that shown a little bit of light onto your situation. If nothing else, hopefully you learned a little bit about the gut and even how breast milk can play a part in this all. Again, those top three tips for leaky gut after having a baby was number one, watch for unexpected symptoms. Number two, take care of your microbiome. And number three was breastfeed if you're able. That is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. Again, it was a little bit of a different episode for me, but I just was like feeling that I needed to get this information out. Um, because if you ever feel like you are dealing with something and it seems like nobody else is dealing with that same thing, well, I found that there always is someone else who's dealt with this. Even when I put out about SIBO, knowing nothing about this before um, last month, <laughs> there were so many people who have reached out to me and said, oh my gosh, I have dealt with that as well. And here's what helped me through. And here are reliable sources where you can go and learn and educate yourself. So listen, you're not in this alone. And of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong. You are smart. You are beautiful. You're a good friend to all have a good week. And I'll be back next Tuesday for another fun topic for you. Bye.